0: Hello and welcome back listeners to another episode of Fortitude Radio. Today we are joined by Cody and we take a deep dive into the client journey known as the Fortitude Way. This is the process that every single client that comes to Fortitude Strength goes through. And so on this episode being a part one of three here, we talk about the overview and outline of the Fortitude Way, how it was created, why it was created, and just the overall general outline of the process. So again, this is part one of a three-part series. On the other two parts, we'll take a deeper dive into each of the phases and get a little bit more in-depth on why they are important as well as how they work. So stick around and listen. As always, thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a like, share with anyone who might benefit from listening, as well as don't forget to follow for more to come in the future.
1: Uh, I remember a day very specifically and I don't know if I've shared this story with you before or not but I remember a day very specifically in January of 2019 I walked into the gym there were 20 people in class there were a couple people doing open floor and I had a one-on-one session um, over in the corner so I'm onboarding somebody the class is doing all the CrossFit-y things yeah kipping whatever or muscle ups and snatches and excuse me the 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 one guy doing open floor has a yoke on his back and he's like walking and trying to navigate <laughs> through people and doing bear crawls with dumbbells and i'm in the corner trying to like he's getting far too close to people right right And i'm just like one what are you doing I can't focus on the person who's I need to be focusing on right, right. now. And I look, and the coaches, coach is doing the best they can with the circumstance that they're in, right? With that many people and all those things going on, you're just herding cats at that point in time. Mm, oh, for sure. And I looked around. We were doing the—this was the best month we'd ever had, which was, you know, like $18,000 in revenue, which is significant for a town whose median income is $40,000. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And has 8,000 people. Mm-hmm um and i was the most unfulfilled i had ever been in my mm-hmm. like my entire life yeah. as a gym owner and that was that was one of the pivotal moments where i'm like we will not do this for another 5 years mm-hmm. like something's got to change something has got to change mm-hmm. so today we're talking about oh, um yeah
0: so we're talking about a component that came out of some changes is oh, yeah. a good way to look at it yeah and i like this because it really does have a ring to it um when we were when we were we were working i was designing the banner and like oh how do we call this honestly it sounds super cool i think it does i don't know what other people think but the fortitude way yeah um to me that is super cool not because it's unique but it it gives you just those chills at least personally like this is a process that was created, and it, it's established. It's not just, it, you, you know there's meaning behind it. And, um, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about one of the components that came out of some of the changes that have been happening um, over the years. And uh, that's a refined process for the clients. Yep. Um, so that we're going to walk through that. Cool. Um, so I'm new. I'm ready to roll. I want, I want to be a part of Fortitude. So what does that look like? Where does it start? What's happening? What's going down?
1: All right. So we will, what I imagine to be valuable is let's talk about what we've done in the past, Mm, why we no longer do that, what we do now and why we believe it to be the best solution.
0: For sure. Let's do it.
1: So we've gone through, I mean, over seven years, we've gone through almost every iteration That I can think of for bringing new people into the gym so we used to call it onboarding or on ramp right we've done group versions of that so what that would look like is you know we have these 10 people who want to join and we set all right we're going to do a specific session time or class time for this we did that three days a week and everybody does that for a month so we did a group onboarding at one point in time Mm -hmm it was 12 sessions it you know it allowed us to have all it was all a beginner class
0: yeah it was to give them the confidence and understanding of everything that's going to
1: come yeah yep so we've done that um, we've done templated which means like everybody who joins us is going to do 3 sessions or 5 sessions or whatever one on one with a coach um, we've done a version of like a no onboarding process which oh, is Oh really so you- Yeah. Which is you come into the gym and we're like, okay, let's get started tomorrow. We're going to bring you into group class or the group training session. And uh, (laughs) we're going to try to customize it for you and work around that. Yeah. That was one of the most unsuccessful. I can imagine so. Yeah. Um, But that was, that's what I, a lot of, not a lot, but some gyms do that. Right. And that was what we did. It was all about how do we make it as easy as possible to say yes, for everyone Mm -hmm. that's one of the shifts right is we we identify we know now we are not the right training facility for everyone Mm -hmm. when you're trying to be for everyone you're trying to make it as easy for every single person who walks through the door to do the thing as possible the problem the problems that occur with something like that is you have a wide variety of people from different training ages, um, so different goals, backgrounds. And if you're saying yes to everyone, it's highly unlikely that you're really helping anyone. Mm. If you want to be a place for everybody, start a community center. Right. right. But what happens, what we notice happens is with people who, um, you know, for us, and this will be exclusively for Forrest, the people who wanted to do, um, you know, wanted to start right into a group class or, they're the people who are already doing something anyway. They're already relatively fit. Right. Right. They're likely they don't they don't really need to be here. It's just the next thing for them to try. Right. If an Orange Theory or Fit Body Boot Camp or something else, a Barry's Boot Camp, anything popped into town. These people would try that out because they're always looking for something a new, different, different class, yeah. something new. Right. Which is cool, like great for them they don't really need us because they're going to do it anyway. Okay. I These are the type that. of people who are going to work out at home, right? Regardless. regardless. I had, a, I had a, another coach, at uh, Stu Brower. Um, we were on a call, and he looked at me, and he goes, you know, guys like you and me, we would work out regardless. <laughs> and I just thought, I was like, we're not the same guy. <laughs> we're not the same guy at all because I would not do that. Right. I would not work out regardless. I mean, going back to college the, and high school, all of it, the only reason that I did fitness exercise was to uh, be better at the sports. Sports, yeah. And if it was not sports season or training season and I didn't have – that's one of the reasons that I made the decision. I needed to do sports year-round because if I had the summer off or if I had the winter off, I took that off. Oh, yeah. Like just, it wasn't. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the type of person who's going to work out regardless. Okay. So – that was one of the things that we noticed, you know, going through those sort of iterative processes were the type of people that were coming to us were the type of people who were likely already doing something, right? already engaged in fitness, um, didn't have huge concerns, wanted some coaching and didn't really need it. Right. Mm-hmm. So within a couple years. They became unreceptive to feedback. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which goes against what we want and who we want to really help, right? Because, you know, it's the white belt mentality in Mm -hmm. jujitsu or any other sport. They talk about this, right? You're always making the attempt to learn. And what I noticed is that, you know, when we started making these small deviations and changes in programming to, for example, put in like a restorative day, an active recovery day, which people need. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The people who needed it most were so ingrained in the, I got to suffer. I got to sweat. I got to be rolling around on the floor and dying or it wasn't a good workout. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That they would come in to our open floor and do those type of workouts instead of coming to our class times. Mm, okay so they're avoiding like the ones they truly needed with like an active recovery
0: day because of what they believed was like how you get results or exactly whatever it may be.
1: so there was a very specific example there was uh two ladies and one of them had chronic back pain mm. like always complained about her back bothering her and we had that restorative day i come into the gym and they're here 30 minutes before our class starts doing a workout of their own on open floor time deadlifts Burpees and kettlebell swings. Worst combo you could possibly do. (laughs) Three hip hinging movements. Yeah. All meant to destroy your posterior chain. 100%. percent i like, I can tell you why your back hurts. (laughs) (laughs) You're not doing what you should be doing. (laughs) Yeah. You need to be doing all of these things. But because we had established a process and we had established and told like, hey, here's the things. Certain individuals believed that, you know, getting that type of workout, doing those sorts of things was the most important. Mm-hmm. So we took that, you know, tried to take that 10,000, 30,000 foot view. How do we need to change the way that we bring people into the gym so that we never get to that point? Mm. Okay. That's where we started changing a bunch of things. Right. So we started looking at the messaging first. So who are we talking to? How are we talking about the things that we do? Because the people who are already fit and going to do something anyway, that's awesome. Like you're great. God bless you. <laughs> you're, you're really like you're best served. I would imagine you're best served, um, at, you know, a group class, you know, a, another CrossFit gym or a 24 hour place mm-hmm. you got it. There's a, there's another larger percentage of people who don't have that.
0: Right, 100%. I mean, it's easy to find and easy to see people who are overweight or have pain issues or stuff like that. It's a very large population, no matter where you go.
1: Yeah, well, it was the, it was the majority, looking back, so our member management software, we're able to see everyone who has ever been a member with us at mm. any point in time. And I, there was a couple of years ago, I was looking through that software, and we'll say it was around the time that we had that 130 active members, there were 400 people who had been members with us or were interested in being members with us at one time that we were unable to serve because we niched down so hard on the CrossFit, Mm -hmm. on the constantly varied functional movements performed at high intensity, moving large loads, long distances. Mm -hmm. Like I still remember all the shit. Oh, for sure. All of it. Um, And those were the people that really needed our help. We didn't have a process in place to help them because we believe that everyone who came to us should be our goal should be getting them to group class as soon as possible. It should be everyone's doing a competition. Everyone should do the open. Everyone should do these things. And the people that needed our help the most should not be doing any of those things. They should not be doing the open. They should not be doing a competition. Maybe at some point down the road like five years, four years, if they want to. Mm-hmm. But they didn't necessarily want – no one ever came to me and sat across the table with me from like this and be like, I want to do a muscle-up, I want to do a snatch, and I want to do my first CrossFit competition. Yeah.
0: It's very rare, if not ever.
1: (laughs) They say, I want to lose weight. I want to play with my kids. I want my knees to feel better. I want confidence. I want all of those things that I believe doing this thing is going to get me. Mm -hmm. And then we told them, here's our process. Our process is to fit you, the square peg into the round hole. You're going to come to us. We're going to push you through this template process. We're going to get you into group class and you're going to do the open every year because it's fun. (laughs) Those people were failed and eventually left the gym and... Who knows? Hopefully they found somewhere that helped them and can serve them. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe no. So we had to take that honest and accurate look at our process, the people that we wanted to serve and help. And again, if the goal is to work with people who are already relatively fit, already doing the things anyway, and don't need a ton of help, those other models can be great solutions for those type of people. It's just not the type of people that we get the most enjoyment, fulfillment, and we feel like we can make the best impact on. Mm -hmm. So the process that we started to create, somebody who's back to the original question, somebody who's interested in starting, the very first thing that we do is a consultation. Mm -hmm. Just like if you were to go to the doctor's office, if you were to go to the chiropractor, if you were to go to an architect, if you were to go to any professional you're gonna sit down with them first and identify what's going on. What do you want to accomplish? Why is that important to you? And what does success look like? That's our very first step. You know, the consultations in the past we've included workouts in those. Yeah. Oh, oh man, goodness.
0: right to it. <laughs> yeah. So
1: w- there was like a test, like we call, like a testing, like a baseline workout. Mm-hmm. And this is back in eighteen nineteen. I remember and it was, it's not a difficult workout. Like it was never a difficult workout. Okay. We did like six to 10 minutes at the most. I mean, the very first baseline workout used to be like a 500 meter row, uh, 40 air squats, 30 ab mat sit-ups, 20 push-ups, something like that. But somebody who's severely deconditioned, hasn't exercised ever, yeah, or not in 10 years. It, it destroyed them.
0: Yeah, that's a lot.
1: You know the iterations that we went through. There used to be a six-minute AMRAP, which included squats to a box, push-ups, and ring rows. And I remember one uh, one lady that I believe we could help got so fatigued in that, and we were like, "Hey, you know, take it easy. We're gonna manage yeah, RPE. To down, yeah. We're gonna slow down a little bit." But she was so deconditioned, and she wasn't an old. She wasn't very old. She was 40. at the time but she hadn't done any air squats in 20 years yeah that makes it and we get 30 repetitions in and she can't get off of the box anymore Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh shit yeah i've totally destroyed this person on the very first day before we've even identified are we a good fit to help her and i i can guarantee with relative certainty that i will never see her again in this gym because she had a terrible experience yeah for sure she did not come back. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. I got the message about how she was so sore yeah. that she couldn't move for four days. Like she needed yeah. the she needed like the rails the to water, the hold on yeah. yeah to hold on to the the sink to get down and onto the toilet. Yeah. and it was like okay, so better process. We need to, we need to screen people before we start. We need to have a really clear understanding of what you've done before, what you're doing right now, what your goals are, why it's important to you, what success looks like, what the best case and the worst case scenario is. Mm. If we understand those things, then I can determine, are we the right fit to help? Yeah. Because we want to be the right fit for the right people rather than everyone should be doing this thing. If those things are true, then we talk about our process. If those things are not true, and I do not believe that we're the best fit, I advise people to go somewhere else. And not in a, get the hell out of here kind of a way. Hey, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) Beat it. Scram, kid. It's, hey, based on the goals that you've outlined for me and the things that you say are most important to you, I don't believe that we're going to be the best fit to help you. I believe you should go try Lucky Star. I believe you should go try Great Lakes, Anytime Fitness, wherever is going to be a better fit to help you based on what you say is important to me. Mm. And that's important to us. Yeah,
0: I think it's big big for anybody listening or going through this process. You're not going to just get the, yeah, you're in. Yeah, Yeah, you're in. Yeah, you're in. It's, It's specialized. It's individualized. and That's important. Um, in the long run of things.
1: Yeah. Well, I had a, I mean, we have, I have people, you know, call every now and then and they're like, they're like Hey, I'm looking for this, you know, uh, example just yesterday, I was on the phone with a guy and he's like, I, I did CrossFit before and I loved it. I was like, got it. Are you still looking for that? Yes. Okay. Well, for accuracy, we're no longer a CrossFit affiliate. Um uh, we, we just don't do that anymore. I believe you should go try Lucky Star, which is located over by my I gave him directions to the place. He's like, "Where is it again? Where is it at? What's it look like?" I was like, "It's over there. You can find them on Facebook. Here's their website. All of the things." Mm-hmm. Because my ambition as the gym owner is not to bring everybody in, right? And make promises that I cannot fulfill.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: My ambition as the gym owner is to help this community as a whole find health and fitness. And that could look like spin class. Yeah, for sure. That could look like the 24-hour place. It could look like CrossFit. It could look like yoga. I don't know. So it allows us to stay in alignment with our values, which is integrity, right? Doing the right thing for the right people for the right reasons, dot, 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 regardless. So we sit down. We have that conversation. We identify, are we the best fit? If yes, then we talk about our process. If no, we recommend other places in town that you should go check out. After we talk through our process, we then, you know, does that sound like something that you're interested in? Is that in alignment with what you're looking for? Yeah, it is. Okay, great. Our very first step, so our phase one of our membership, yep. is called the assess phase.
0: Mm-mm.
1: So we do the consultation. We talk about what the assess phase looks like. The purpose of the consultation is just to identify, are we a good fit to help? Yeah. The assessment phase then becomes our crystal ball. Yes, we're a good fit to help. Yes, you want to work with us. Yes, we want to work with you. We talk about, all right, the first step or the next step is your very first one-on-one session. That is the assess session. So in that session, we're going to use that crystal ball. We're going to do some uh, joint-by-joint movement screening. We're going to do some basic strength balance testing to identify what are the best things for you to be doing when in the facility, in the gym, mm-hmm. what limitations might you have that we need to create solutions around? What things do we need to do? And like guardrails parameters, do we need to create for you to make sure that you're successful long-term?
0: Yeah. And that's so like this to me, as I started coaching and as I started working through some of this stuff and learning about it, um, to me, is huge because it does not happen at very many places. Um, a lot of places, a lot of gyms, you typically, like you said, you go through an onboarding process unless it's like a YMCA or something like that. But it's a very just like, all right, here you go, you're in. That movement assessment is very valuable. Um, and it'll be a, we'll spend another episode actually going through the assessment. Um, but just knowing those guardrails and those parameters is huge to your success. And it's what provides you the individualized aspect.
1: Yeah. It's another – it's also – one of that whole thing is one of the reasons that we no longer do free workouts two week. We never did a two week trial, but it's one of the reasons that we don't do that because I don't know what you should be doing. Yeah. You might not be able to squat. Like you shouldn't measure. I don't know what limitations (laughs) you have. Maybe you have a, maybe you have a limitation in like your toe touch test. So standing lumbar Mm -hmm. pelvic flexion, maybe you're, you're so limited in your hamstrings, your calves, your lower back that it would be irresponsible to teach you how to deadlift from the floor. Mm -hmm. If I don't screen you first, If I don't understand those limitations and then I throw you into something and try to teach you something like square, again, square peg, round hole, I can, I I create a scenario where we increase the possibility and the potential that you get injured, you have discomfort, even if it's not injury, right? You get a pull, a strain, you have discomfort, you have a bad experience, you have, we're over irritating the tissue any one of those things leads you to believe this is just another thing that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So we need that data. Yeah, for sure. Before we do any sort of movement. Um, That's, I mean, that's the first thing that we do. Yeah. We want to go through the overview of the three first on this. Is that what we want to do? Yeah,
0: let's run through the overview first, and then we'll uh, take it from the, uh, each phase. We'll get a little bit more deep from there.
1: Okay, so that's our phase one, the assessment phase. Again, we're doing some joint-by-joint uh, joint assessing. We're going to do some basic um, strength balance testing mm-hmm. to identify, do you have one side of your body that's stronger than the other? Are you stronger in one pattern versus the other? Right? These, these all become that crystal ball. I can tell you why you may get shoulder irritation in movements that we might do in the gym, like a pull, if we notice that uh, you're super strong in a pull and super weak in an overhead press, there's an imbalance in your shoulder. Cool. The, phase, the second phase that we'll, do, that we'll go through then is the build phase. So the idea behind this phase is you're building confidence and competence with one-on-one support. We continue one-on-one training right? Day one, session one, we're going to get all the data that we need to have to create a, to create a plan that's specific for you based on your goals and limitations. Mm-hmm. From there, and this part could be one session, it likely won't be, but it could be one session or it could be 25 sessions. We're trying to help you build confidence and competence. So confidence in your ability to move pain-free without limitation And competence so that when you show up into whatever the next thing is, you have a level of autonomy that allows you to not need someone to show you how to do every single thing. Mm. Example is a deadlift again. If I try to rush you through the process, put you into a group environment or even a one-on-one training or like an individual design environment where you're on your own, you don't have the competence to understand Here's what a deadlift is. Here's how I perform that movement. You increase the likelihood of a negative outcome. Yeah, for sure. Especially with a deadlift. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we need to make sure that you're confident in your ability to do the movement. You're confident in your ability to move pain free. And you have a level of confidence that, that allows you to be autonomous within whatever the environment is after that. Okay. Again, that's variable based on where you're coming from, your current history of pain, your limitations, all of those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: From that phase two, we've built the confidence and competence. Then we're accomplishing the goals. Okay. So that's our phase three is the accomplish phase. You're accomplishing the goals that you have. You have a level of autonomy that allows, you, that allows us to support you in accomplishing your goals. And you don't need us in the same way that you needed us in phase one or phase two. And by us, I mean us, me there holding your hand, showing you how to do the movement every single time, making a ton of corrections to the way that you move every single repetition, right? You're accomplishing, which this is the part where you're now able to start, really start working on the losing 20 pounds to getting out of back pain, to improving whatever the metrics are that are important to you. That happens in the accomplish phase. Mm, Okay. We then recycle that every six to 12 weeks for every client that we have. And by recycle, we go back through that phase. We start with a phase of assessment. So we'll get back together with your one-on-one coach and we will retest whatever the important metrics are. It could be your body composition. It could be your joint by joint assessment. It could be some strength balance stuff, okay? We'll then set the plan for the next six to 12 weeks. We'll build the confidence that needs to be built in your execution of that with that one-on-one support. And then we now extend phase three, the accomplished phase, because you don't need as much one-on-one support to build that confidence in your ability to do the thing. Okay, that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah. The first time that we go through that process, your phase two is the largest phase. Yeah. You're getting all that one-on-one support. From there, after your first cycle through, so six to 12 weeks later, phase two and phase three are equal in length. Okay. After that, another six to 12 weeks, your phase two and one become short, and your phase three, you're accomplishing, crushing your goals. That becomes the largest phase because you have such a level of autonomy that you can confidently and competently crush.
0: Okay. All right. makes sense. There's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. But
1: that's the general
0: overview, though. Um, yep. And with that, that's where we're going to take some time. And we're going to break down each one a little bit more in detail just to give a little bit more depth. Um, but before we start diving into the first phase a little bit more in depth and then the second phase a little bit more in depth and the third, is there anything you want to give in the general overview of the process?
1: No. I feel good. I think we we hit all the points yeah. of performance. No. Yeah. A quick recap is we start with a consultation to identify are we the perfect fit to help? Yeah. If yes, then and only then do we start working through our phases of membership. If no, we're going to help you find the best place that is.
0: Yeah.